This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 69, The Marvelous Power of Thanks, by Bob Sugar and Brad Stevenson, with GoodLifeZen.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to Optimal Living Daily Relationships. I'm Joss Marie, the girl who reads to you from some of the best relationship blogs on the planet every single weekday for free. I cover parenting, breakups, family, you name it as long as it falls within the genre of relationships. Today, I have a guest post from Bob Sugar and Brad Stevenson with GoodLifeZen.com. It's all about giving back and living selflessly. Speaking of, support for Optimal Living Daily Relationships comes from Kind, a company that prides itself on giving back. You're probably familiar with Kind as a company that makes healthy and tasty snacks. Well, guess what? Now you can try their sample box with 10 different Kind bars for just $10 with free shipping. That's a $20 value. For details, go to kindsnacks.com living. And with that, let's hear today's inspiring post as we start optimizing your life. The Marvelous Power of Thanks by Bob Sugar and Brad Stevenson with goodlifezen.com. About 15 years ago, I, Bob, experienced a lesson that forever changed my way of thinking and living in the world. My dearest and closest friend, Peter, was diagnosed with terminal cancer that would take his life within a period of nine months. During our 10 years of friendship, Peter taught me many lessons, the most important being that we are all inherently designed to serve and to give to others. He was a living example of this principle. I witnessed and experienced firsthand his selflessness time and again, spending endless hours devoted to helping others without expectation of reward or profit. As Peter's cancer worsened, a few friends and myself decided to organize a silent auction to raise money for he and his family. This undertaking took months of commitment and planning to bring to fruition. So. Off we went in pursuit of donations, finding a hall for the auction, setting up a drop-off place for the donations, and dispersing announcements and flyers throughout the community to inform people about the fundraiser. We had endless preparation meetings as the time moved closer and closer towards the auction. The auction itself involved setting up a treasury account, tracking money, providing drinks and snacks, and informing the winners of the auction items. Although I knew my best friend was dying, this was one of the most satisfying and gratifying experiences of my life. I got so engrossed in being of service, of focusing my energy on Peter and what I could give, that I was happy, as well as disengaged from my own self-centeredness. I was participating in this fundraiser out of love and gratitude, in the knowing that Peter and his family would breathe just a little bit easier as a result of our efforts. The fundraiser was a huge success, and the good feeling inside of me lasted for weeks afterwards. In June 1993, Peter passed away, and the loss is too significant to begin to speak about here. However, a part of Peter lives on inside of me that I will take with me to my grave. His modeling of how to live in service to others taught me as much about living as it did about dying with dignity and grace. In this day and age, we live in increasingly fast-paced, stressful times, 
faced with a multitude of challenges. Few of us are insulated from the pressures and demands that come with life, whether it's the need to earn a living in order to support our families, illness of a friend or loved one, aging parents, or stressful relationships, we are continuously attempting to deal with these realities of our lives. Proportionately to the level of stress and demands we are faced with come the challenges of negotiating our internal landscape with the worry and sometimes accompanying depression that comes along with it. Stephen Post, a research professor at Case Western Reserve University and co-author of Why Good Things Happen to Good People, found that since depression, anxiety, and stress place a high degree of focus on the self, focusing on the needs of others helps to shift our thinking. He goes on to say that when you are expressing compassion, benevolence, and kindness, they push aside the negative emotions. One of the best ways to overcome stress is to do something to help someone else. Bill Wilson, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, understood this giving principle as an inescapable, non-negotiable action that serves to keep the alcoholic sober. Once going through a series of steps that involves rigorous self-honesty and clearing away the wreckage of the alcoholic's past, the alcoholic is taught through example to carry the message of recovery to others who suffer from the same affliction. Bill Wilson's discovery and understanding of this need to be of service to others opened up a door that has resulted in millions of alcoholics, drug addicts, food addicts, gamblers, and addicts finding recovery. All of these individuals have come to discover in the recovery process a common thread that keeps them abstaining. They get to keep their recovery by giving it away in love and service. With this understanding, it is now imperative to mention a couple of exceptions to this principle. There are some who live in constant overwhelm as a result of giving, giving, and more giving that can often result in mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion. It would be far more beneficial for these caregivers to get some support and help from others as a way to find some balance and ability to care for themselves more effectively. To equal measure, an individual who is suffering from severe depression should seek out professional help and not attempt to just use the principle of service as an antidote to the depression. Where giving and service can be a useful adjunct, depression must be treated with the help of professionals. In summation, we are generally much happier when giving and being of service to others. The result is a positive feeling of self-worth, motivating us to give and be of service even more. This looping effect feeds on itself, thus creating an increased level of desire to share of ourselves. This whole paradigm is very counterintuitive since we live in a culture that focuses on getting. With fear as the culprit, our society feeds on the need to get and acquire. If we really slow down and strive to ingest the antidote to fear, there can be no denying that living in the world practicing kindness, compassion, consideration, and caring in service to others would disprove the belief that we have to get and have more in order to be happy or feel secure. There certainly are no shortages of volunteer programs within our communities that can always use the help of individuals desiring to be of service. 
Here are just a few suggestions where we can channel ourselves in the name of love and service. Number one, donate time to a local museum. Number two, contribute money to a program that you believe in. Number three, give some food, clothing, or money to a homeless person. Number four, sit down with a friend in need and be a good listener. Number five, go to a local hospital and volunteer to be a baby holder. Number six, get a group of friends together and start a fundraiser for a charity of your choice. When we give for fun and for free, amazing things happen. The greatest paradox of all is, quote, it is in the giving that we receive and it is in the losing of self that we find our true nature. You just listened to the post titled, The Marvelous Power of Thanks, by Bob Sugar and Brad Stevenson with GoodLifeZen.com. The founder of GoodLifeZen.com, Mary Yuksh, published this article by Bob Sugar and Brad Stevenson as a guest post because she feels it is such a marvelous and inspiring real-life lesson about giving back. Sponsors of today's episode, Kind, also aims to give back. Kind was founded as a not-only-for-profit company in 2004 that always strives to balance commercial success with social impact. In fact, Kind Foundation supports causes all over the world by fostering communities that are healthier. This is a major reason why Kind puts such an emphasis on using nutrient-dense ingredients like whole nuts and whole grains. For $10, you'll get a box with 10 Kind snacks inside, including free shipping. That's a $20 value you're getting for just 10 bucks. When you order the sample box, you'll also get to try Kind Snack Club, where you'll receive monthly snacks at a discount, starting with $10 off your first Snack Club order. Not only are you prioritizing healthy and tasty when you purchase Kind Snacks, but you're also supporting a company that gives back. This is why I feel so great every time I eat a Kind bar. To pick up your sample box, go to kindsnacks.com slash living. That's K-I-N-D snacks dot com slash living. And that's it for today. We're 69 episodes in and still cruising along. Thank you so much for joining. And I hope to see you again tomorrow for episode 70, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.